Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am your host, Sal, here with your other host, Izzy. I mean, Lizzie. Hi. You see what I did there? (laughs) See what I did there? Yes, I saw. so smooth. (laughs) Uh, eh, uh. Hey. If I remember you, what, okay, uh, but I, really quick, I do remember when, like, you told me about the book mm-hmm. and, like, the name. What and book, I was Lizzie? Like, that's, oh, <laughs> Crash of Fate. Star Wars, uh, colon, Galaxy's Ed, colon, A Crash of Fate. Sometimes Star Wars be like that. So silly. Um, no, I just, I was just thinking about, like, how, like, surprised I was at the name. That's all. Mm-hmm. We'll get yeah, into that. I thought the same thing. Uh, by Zoraida Cordova, uh, mm-hmm. a very good Star Wars author. I am enjoying a lot of her books lately. She also, like we talked about this, when this book came out was what, 20? Nope, I should just look it up before I say the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, this book was released in 2019. Okay. So, like when this book came out, we were like, oh, what? She named a character Izzy. And it's like almost like you, Lizzie. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then like a couple of years ago or maybe last year, she came out with a High Republic book called Convergence. And one of the characters she introduced in that book, his name is Axel Greylark. So okay. like, Zoraida Cordova has like two characters that are pretty close to us's. You know, I'm pretty sure I've said this on other podcasts, but I'm going to say it again here now. So if you heard all this story already, yay. It, here, this is like, again. um, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's fun. Mm-hmm. So we got Axel and, Axel and I in the Star Wars universe. In theory. Maybe you can do your little, like, uh, you know, like take some of go back you know remember it says she has a green jacket with some black stripes and leggings and da 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 and like whip up a like izzy garcia what you think you know take some stuff from the book and draw Mm -hmm. a picture and then maybe we can like do the costume Mm -hmm. i don't know it could happen do is there pictures of axel yeah there's already pictures of axel cool um he gets it easy yeah like if you just google (laughs) axel graylark you'll See pictures of Axel, but he's it like sounds a, like it's an alien. It's an alien. Uh, it, he's human. He's the son of Senator Kyung Greylark, and oh. he's in a few books in Phase Two of the High Republic. And I there doesn't a, look like Axel. Yeah, he's like all, you know, like rich kid, something mm-hmm. something vibes. Cool. Very good times. Uh, let's see what we got. So we're going to talk about A Crash of Fate. Yes. Which is a book that I enjoyed quite a bit. And I remember like back when it came out, it was part of the whole publishing initiative and everything behind like Galaxy's Edge. You know, that's why it's like Galaxy's Edge, A Crash of Fate. And we got Galaxy's Edge Black Spire and we got a Galaxy's Edge comic book and and we got actual Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> um, You know, so like I wonder now, like. Do you remember when they blindfolded us around Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, we like we got to by the time we read this book, we had like been to Galaxy's Edge. You know, 
So that's pretty cool. Uh, for those who Sometimes don't know. Sometimes yeah. when I walk around Galaxy's Edge now, I'm like, oh, this is where they took us. And this is where we walked around. Mm-hmm. And this is where I saw like the little st- like the little things on the floor. Yeah. So we did like a, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you haven't seen, there were like some commercials and promos that they did when the Galaxy's Edge opened. And it was called like First at Galaxy's Edge. And they like took fans and people like before it opened, they brought us and a few other people, including Jonah, uh, Ola Jonah. Mm-hmm. And we got to experience like Galaxy's Edge before it opened, which was like really, really cool and mm-hmm. really fun. And they brought back the whole family. And but we were like semi blindfolded and like we were walked to certain spots so that they could like and and then like turn on the cameras and then they could like capture us when we opened our eyes and turned around and stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. like the experience of it was like a little funky because we were like holding each other's hands in a line like somebody <laughs> guiding us to the to and from wherever we were doing uh i mean it worked yeah i just uh, i think the only thing that i was like i felt bad because um like they wanted these reactions from us and i provided said reactions but i feel like i didn't like <gasps> like enough but i was just like kind of just in shock and amazed yeah. instead right right but I mean, we but weren't like, so, you know, we, we weren't like YouTubers. We weren't like, like YouTubers. Reactions. Like, oh my God, is that the Falcon? Wow. <laughs> we were very much just like, <laughs> for a while. Yes. Um, but Did it you was, know the Falcon has a little Falcon attached to it? I did know that. And it's under it? Yeah. I found it the other day. It was cute. Nice. So like, just like when you read this book, I don't know if it, does it play any different from now than it did back then? Like, do you, now that you, cause I remember I was just so excited to, like, I went to Galaxy's Edge and then I read the book, you know? And when I was, I was reading the book, I was like, oh, that was like, kind of like over there on that one side. But I like, <laughs> you know, now I think I've been to Galaxy's Edge so many times that I can be like, oh, and this is where such and such happened. And this is where this and this happened. Uh, and like not just with this book with like Black Spire with like even stuff that happens to me when I play <laughs> Galaxy's Edge on The Sims yeah it's definitely a lot easier um, to imagine it now for me like mm-hmm. when they go to um, uh, Docking Bay 7 and they go to eat and stuff like right. I was like oh okay they sat in this specific chair or maybe they did like a booth over there my thing is I wish Cookie would come out and see me too. Right. I right. wish Cookie would be like, "Why aren't you eating your food? Is it not good?" <laughs> like, but Cookie does not. Cookie come can't out do that because you eat your food too fast. Yeah, that's true. But he doesn't even come out at all. No, that your food's gone. What if gone? I have complaints? He looks out the window and he's like, "My food's gone." <laughs> he's like, "The food must be great because she is just eating it." <laughs> Look at that food go! I can stay back here in the kitchen. No one needs to hear from me. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. let me use my little arm to cut things. Uh, let's see. Just real quick before we super get into this even more, the business. You can check us out at therogerebels.com. We have a Facebook page. Go like it. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Hive, Blue Sky, Threads, at the Rogue Rebels. Anywhere there's anything uh, except maybe Twitch. I think we're just Rogue Rebels. And we're a Rogue Rebels fan on Twitter. Uh, Yeah. 
Make sure you are sharing our podcast wherever you get the chance and listening to it. You'll have lots of fun. Share share us with your friends. We want to be friends with your friends. <laughs> friends of friends of friends. Friends of friends of friends. All right. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much like news book related things. Phase three of the High Republic is starting. I'm already reading Eye of Darkness and it is already crushing. Um, and people are starting mm-hmm. to get their review copies. And when you like stack them all in a row, like starting from phase one, Light of the Jedi, and then going through all the way to where phase three starts, the like spines of the book, like it started Light of the Jedi was this white cover and then it just turns black. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> um, so that's happening. Uh, Zoraida is also a High Republic author part of the high republic um things i think Mm -hmm. like i said she wrote uh convergence which was the first book in phase two which was really really good um she's written a few written a few short stories the lost night sister she wrote the adventure story in the stories of light and dark and clone wars she wrote a crash of fate she wrote you owe me a ride which i think is about the tanika sisters uh in from a certain point of view and she wrote the boba fett story in the empire strikes back and it's called wait for it Hmm. and she was like i did my hamilton thing (laughs) uh and then she also has a story in tales of light and life and if i remember correctly i'm pretty sure hers is about axel graylark she has Uh, a lot yeah a little bit i mean she writes a lot like that's just star wars stuff um well yeah she writes a lot of other books too i i I believe that they're awesome. I haven't. I started the like, uh, what, Brooklyn Brujas or whatever. Like, I started the first one because I was like, this is cool. I like her writing. I should like check this out. And I kind of started it, but Star Wars books keep coming out, and I'm sorry. Priorities. Mm -hmm. But I have read Convergence like three times. (laughs) Wait, three times? Then you could have had time for the other one. Yeah, but Convergence is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At uh, least you're still supporting her. I, I I do my best. I own it. I will I will Instagram it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she's also for Phase Three. I believe the book she's writing is a junior novel called Beware the Nameless. So hmm. pretty sick. I am excited for her and the future of her Star Wars writing, and excited that she's like a part of the higher public stuff because the stuff she did in Phase One was pretty awesome mm-hmm. like that convergence book really good oh phase two i'm sorry excuse me <laughs> um so yeah uh what you what got a- in the room oh no that's just an echo. echo echo what books have you read none hmm. echo has nothing to you say get that, Dad? echo has nothing to say about this <laughs> yeah. anyway Getting into Crash of Fate. All right. Because uh, I believe that's the only book I've read with from her, which is yeah, not great, but uh, mm, it's a good book. It's a, well, no, I meant not great that I haven't read not a lot great. of the her books. If you would um, like to, I can let you borrow them. That's true. So, in fact, I have a whole extra copy of Tales of, of Light the, and Life. I still have the one um, that I got. <sighs> it's High Republic. I don't think she wrote it. Um, 
But I have one of those books. It has like mechanic looking girl on it. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Mechanic looking girl. Mechanic. Mm -hmm. And it's um, a High Republic book on the cover, you mean? Into the Dark. Okay. That's what I have. Into the Dark is, uh, yeah, with Affy Hollow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's the first June, young adult. That's a Claudia Gray one. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Which yeah. I. Uh, that's what I still have to read because I have it. Shout out to my boy who finally sent me an owl. And he did? It, he did. And he also sent me finally. a copy of Into the Dark signed by Claudia Gray. So I appreciate you. And mm. a poster from the SDCC booth, which is the like giant. High Republic, end of phase one, who will survive? And I was like, you guys are horrible. Like, I love each and every one of these people. How are you going to give me a poster that has everybody that I love by Phil Noto and then attach the words, who will survive, and a picture mm -hmm. of Starlight Beacon on fire? That reminds me <laughs> Thanks, of like, I hate um, it. <laughs> that reminds me of a movie. I, I can't tell if it's an actual movie or if it was like supposed to be a meme or a joke, but it was like a horror movie. And the cast is all African-American. And, like, just the little thing, like, description was like, we can't all die first. And so, um, I always think it's funny. <laughs> ha, but that's ha. what that reminds me of. Ha, ha. Well, uh, <laughs> there was a good one that, like, uh, Daniel Jose Older did. Like, he likes to do funny tweets, and he's excellent at it. And he mm -hmm. wrote uh, this last free comic book day was, like, a, a coda to the High Republic Adventures comics. And the High Republic Adventures is like 13 issues. It's like this beautiful story. And phase two has already started. But he's like, oh, the like free comic book day is actually like a coda to phase one. And people were like, oh my God, I get to see like Lula, Talisola, and Zine. And then like people read the comics and were like, ah! <laughs> And then he wrote like, he did the little tweet and it's like the guy from... You know, I don't know, Macross or whatever anime it is. And the, like the little line is like, I am a genius. I am dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because like the coda was like significantly heartbreaking and scary. And I am starting phase three. Still wondering about a few of those people on that poster who I know and love. Hmm. Authors like to play with our hearts, huh? Um, I feel like they have to be sad about it, too. Though. They do that. And then they do these little things. So, like, people on Twitter, like, High Republic Twitter is something else. Look, please, look this is not a High Republic book, but um, I don't know. Batu has a Jedi station on it that entails that the Galaxy's Edge, you play a High Republic character, in, and it happened. And so, like, technically, this is High Republic related. Mm. Uh, okay. Cash of Fate. Yay. Um, Jumping loops. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, people on Twitter have like, they make all these little things like, cause they keep going like, you know what you did, Kevin? Like, cause the authors <laughs> keep like killing us and breaking our hearts. Mm -hmm. And then like, they were like, oh, in preparation for phase three, you know, like I, uh, please accept these like offerings. And it's like these little, like, you know, uh, um, I have to look it up now. Please talk while I find it. <laughs> Um, no, that, that's like when, um, Dave Filoni came up to mom, uh, for the finale and like just put her, his hand on her shoulder and was like, just trust me, 
So anything happens, just trust me. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Dave does Close. the same thing. <sighs> just really good story writers in general are really good at like making us love this character, like be so invested in this fake character's life. Mm-hmm. And then being like, you know, maybe they should lose an arm. Or <laughs> or their life. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, or I, have them disappear for so long, and then they come back. Uh, what's it called? Live action. Right. I just I can't find it. But they made like the little High Republic like gold and white logo. But instead of the High Republic, it says like, "I can't even Daniel. I can't even Alyssa." Or like. Yeah. How fucking dare you, Kevin, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really funny. That way, like, you can attach those to whichever tweet you're about to say about the thing that made you cry. Um, okay. Hmm. So I guess Crash of Fate it is then. Ready? We're yes. good? Um, still and... thinking about its cat. Oh, okay. You still Every have day. red blade thoughts. <sighs> yeah. This guy's such a jerk. Every day. I miss her. <laughs> Every you day I her. see her face. Every day I see her face. I just miss her. Well, I have some comics that she's in. Yeah, <laughs> only, I read them. Only two issues. The whole series is actually pretty good. I read them and I got sad. I read them and I had mm-hmm. to physically, like, I looked, I watched, I read. I have listened, read, and now, like, visually seen her die. Yes. That's horrible. <laughs> How dare you, uh, Delilah? (laughs) 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 All right. Back to Zoretta. I feel like, wait, wait, really quick. Okay. Like, the top, what are, like, not the top, but, like, the, um, like, women authors of Star Wars. Like, it's Claudia Gray, Delilah Dawson, uh, Zoretta Cordova. Justina Ireland is writing a lot of the High Republic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Carson did Most Wanted. Beth Revis did Princess and the Scoundrel. I'm I I got my books piled in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so who did um, what was their name? I guess not woman, Rebe- but you know, um, also LGBT. Uh, uh Alyssa what was Wong, Emma Mieko Kenden, yes. did Ronan. Those are the two that come Appreciate to mind it. immediately Appreciate that I can see them. from here. Uh, Appreciate them, love them with all of my heart, oh but no, stop making no, me sad. Please, cease, sir. Cease. He's sad. He's he's, he's sad. trying. To, he's saying that he's sad from uh-huh. his cat. No, he's talking about how good Ronan was and that you should have uh, read it. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he's like, true. they're actually doing a comic book. Doing, <laughs> Peach Momoka is doing a Visions number one. <laughs> I, saw, I told <laughs> this you. Is the I, said it, <laughs> I said it on the podcast, I think. But when I was playing this like ghost game that you're like trying to exercise the ghost and the ghost has a name that you look at like in the beginning to like to like figure out what the ghost's name is, how to irritate it, how to trap it, all that stuff. And there were and I was playing with my friends and they were like, Okay, the name is Alyssa Wong and I was like Oh yeah, you said that. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I think about it a lot. So I'm like, ah Nice. Yeah. Uh let's see. Alright. Crash of Fate. It's basically a story about these two people who were friends when they were kids. They one of them moves away from Batu and then, you know, 
later when they're adults, they sort of come back and the whole thing takes place on this one day. They see each other again and like all of the things that happen. Um, I've reread this book a lot of times because we've been trying to do this podcast <laughs> a lot of times between 2019 and now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really, it's a very like self-contained story, but it's also like it's set on Batu, but like it's not, it is about Batu, but it's not like, I, I, just, I hate when people do the thing that they do with every single thing. Like, oh, Princess and the Scoundrel is just like trying to get people to buy tickets to the Halcyon or whatever. Like, this is just trying to like get people to go to Gal. No, no, people are going. It's fine. Like, chill it, out. It's like, it's a setting. I'm not buying $100 a place... worth of tickets to be yeah. like, oh, this is where Izzy exactly stood. No, I'm just right. going to go in general. And even if I was, it's my business. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not taking your $100. Right. Chill out. Yeah, that's fine. Don't read the book and don't go to Galaxy's Edge. See, leave more room for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I don't know. Like, I, I hate when people say that these things are like tie-ins. And I'm like, everything in Star Wars is that, like, how many toys do you own, sir or ma'am? Yeah. Or them? How many movies are you watching? Yeah. Well, that the, the movie isn't the tie-in. That's the, Still. That's the, like, original thing. I'm just saying. Theory. Okay, that's fair. If they make a Galaxy's Edge movie, would that be a tie-in now? <laughs> I mean, Galaxy's Edge was mentioned in Resistance. Yeah, it was. Definitely freaking mentioned. Cannon. I'm so, so upset at that. (laughs) So upset because they were like, I'm going to go to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, I didn't even make it there because I came back. Wait, what was that? Which? When? Where? (laughs) They were going to like, after they thought everything was okay and cool. And they're like, Kaz, wow, you're such a good spy. Oh, no, Resistance. It was in Resistance. What did I say? Maybe did I say you did Rebels? Say resistance. I don't know what you said. No, I anyway. did say Resistance. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, yeah. So upset. I like, especially, I'm pretty sure, sh- did going they to mention Batu. or no? We're turning or they just around. Batu? No, he met the other spy and it was the other guy. It was like the uh, the pilot guy. It wasn't Vi. Okay. I wasn't sure if they said Vi, because I know they said like, there are like, already Resistance forces there, so you right. just go meet them. Yeah. I don't know if they said Vi Marathi. No, I still would be down for, like, the greatest spies join team up, which mm-hmm. is Vi Marathi and Kazuda's Yono. Yes. And not his jerk father. But we're not talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is struck content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I, let's just get into the book. Uh, we're, gonna, we're about to spoil the heck out of this book. That was from 2019. That was from 2019. But you should totally read it. It's a... It's a it's a little self-contained, but it's self-contained in the way that it's like it follows these characters. Like Zoraida does a good job of making really compelling characters. And in this story in particular, it goes back and forth between Izzy and the other character's name is Jules. And basically the story starts out and they're like two kids who grow up on, but like they're little kids on Batuu and they're like climbing trees and like, you know, one falls and gets hurt Spires, and they get attacked yeah. and by a creature, but they like, fight it off together and they're so brave and they're so adventurous and then like uh izzy her parents like they leave they leave during the night like they take her and they they move mm-hmm. and she doesn't really like know what's happening but she's just like no i didn't get to say goodbye like i've listened to this thing so many times and it's like a very heartbreaking like sad story you know what it reminds me a little bit of hmm. 
like well, I mean not exactly the same, but remember the beginning of a uh, Book of Life how she like leaves her friends? Oh. Mm-hmm. Like but she like they cuz they sent her to boarding school or whatever. But like the thing is that she's like she thinks she's never going to come back and she co- sort of never comes back cuz when we catch up to them she's an adult, she's like a pilot and she's working with this crew of smugglers slash people that are doing jobs for money for not great people and there's like a shootout in the bar where her like fancy boyfriend breaks up with her and like they also on her birthday on her birthday and they kick her out of the crew and she's like left by herself until this Rodian's like hey you're Izzy Garcia I knew your mother uh and I just guess just for clarification i'm gonna say that zoraida always says like oh i always imagine the name to be garci no but we're gonna say garcia and that's what they said in the audiobook and you can't stop us uh yeah we respect you zoraida cordova but we're gonna we say do, Izzy garcia. but it uh, makes more sense for garcia in this house <laughs> <laughs> in this house that we say one garcia. of us is named that pretty much it's official izzy garcia is also hispanic boom done canon (laughs) although i think she's like uh she has red hair reddish hair right so she's described in the book i'm just i'm not saying maybe she dyed it that's cool no i'm just like i'm i'm trying to i'm like i visualize Mm. i'm a visual learner yeah (sighs) um so she's she get the guy gives her a job. The Rodian is like, "Hey, take this to Doc Ondar on Batu." And you're done. She's like, oh, "I've thought about it, but I've never gone back." And like, her family has died by now. Like, it's just her. She has their ship, her mother's ship, obviously, mm-hmm. and all that. And um, basically, she goes back to Batu. She runs into Jules. She punches him in the face, and then they like on accident. On accident, they go around in an adventure. They're like trying to make their delivery to Doc Ondor, but stuff is happening on Batu right now, as we know Doc from... Doc is missing. Doc is missing. The First Order is here. Uh, Izzy runs into Oga Gera, and uh, they need to get the package back from Hondo that they accidentally... They There's a switcheroo with the packages, so mm-hmm. there's a delivery to Hondo that they need to reclaim. And that's a whole adventure. Her crew is there because they have a job, and then the crew ends up like trying to capture her and all this stuff. And the delivery when they finally find Doc Ondar is like two people who are hiding out in the busted down temples that I can visualize a lot better now that I've been on Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of the whole crescendo of the book is like the crew is going to like burn down the farms and they have captured Jules and his sister and stuff and like his Izzy. sister's a jerk <sighs> she's trying to look out for her brother no she's a jerk she's trying to look out for her brother but her yeah, brother she... is not her responsibility well it is when they don't have parents they are 20 she is a grown they're both grown yes. adults but you still do what you can and then there's a big like fight out at the thing and like all the people like uh, for me I don't know. One of the best parts of the, I really like the finale of the book because I think it really speaks to like the community. Like mm-hmm. it's like all the people that she, like his friends are that she's met throughout the day. Oh, this is the guy that like works at this thing. Oh, and this is the, the girl that works at Hondo's. And like, this is like all those people sort of come together to help Jules and like fight against these people. 
and like mm-hmm. you know like i don't know i just i really enjoyed it and then yeah. like they sort of decide that they're gonna like maybe join the resistance that's a spoiler light spoiler but spoiler free <laughs> review yeah or uh I mean, summary summary there's not honestly not a lot like this is kind of its own independent story like it doesn't really like until the last part it, they don't yeah. they're not really part of anything big it's just kind right. of their own lives and their own drama going yeah. on i guess but i like like i don't like reducing stories to like a wikipedia blur like like i don't like like it's not about that that these two people meet eventually they join the resistance that's what it would be on a bigger scale right the story mm-hmm. is about them and like you know maybe falling in love and like finding each other after so long and connecting like that's what the story is really about. These two people. Uh, it's like a romance. Like it's a whirlwind romance in like set in, and on Batu. You know, but it's actually like very beautiful. And it's like the things that that we wish for and the things that that they like. They're both trying to find their own future. And they don't know if they can find it with each other, maybe. But they've like thought of each other ever since, you know, this little girl left. Like, he tied a thing on the wishing tree and wished for her to come back one day, and then she finally did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get how he hasn't gone over her, gotten over her, but, like, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, it didn't have to be romantic at first, right? Like, he was just probably a kid who missed his friend. Oh, yeah, he of did course. That, but, like, know? as a... I... <laughs> speaking from experience, I would have just totally forgot. And okay. moved on. <laughs> well, then... <laughs> That that's uh-huh. that's because that's who uh, echoes right. be, echoes mad at me now. He's like, how dare you? Hush I would have remembered everyone. <laughs> My Hush true love. Puppy. My true love. But it didn't seem like it was like that. They were like they just missed their best friend. Like he oh, was yeah, wished no, for his father, and she missed him. But then they meet and they're adults now. And then I think that's where like the romance comes in. Well, okay. I guess I to can be fair, kind of say like um. Because in middle school, like, I didn't go with everyone else, like, in middle school with all my friends in the high school that they were going to because I went Mm to uh, OSHA. But, so that's why at first I was like, oh, well, who cares? Like, you just kind of move on, make more friends or new friends or whoever. Mm -hmm. But actually recently, a week ago, one of my friends from middle school reached out because they found my TikTok We've been talking a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess, okay, fine. I can kind of see it. It's fine. But I mean, even that, like, you, like, that was much later in life. Mm-hmm. And then the thing about Izzy is that, like, she says, like, they just kept moving. Like, they never stayed in a place long enough for her to really make more friends and restart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she I says, meant more like, for him. No, but he's, like, he has a life. He has his yeah. own thing. And he, like, misses her. But he also, like, he does his own thing. And he's, like, he's dreaming of going out into the galaxy. It's a very Luke Skywalker type. Like, but I just want to get like, out of here. But he also, like, didn't go to the academy because of her because he's waiting for well, her. Well, that's what and, the like, sister blah, blah, blah. suspects, right? Well, that's what he said when he was drunk. Maybe. Yeah. But he always expected her to come back or whatever. Um, that's a little bit of, like, Ray vibes. How she, like, stays on Batu, uh, Jakku. Yeah. Batu, Jakku. Yeah. Why does everybody want to go to Batu? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's I I think it's cute. But I also think cute, like But I'm like, dang, bro. He does pine for her, but he also like 
gets on with his life kind of but like yeah his sister doesn't agree and thinks that he's holding himself back from opportunities but he also builds a life for himself like he's very loved mm-hmm. by his friends by his and community. the people in the community like and that's what i think is really nice about this book like all those um like Maybe. in galaxy's edge you go to black spire and like that's all you kind of see and like now that i've played tales from the galaxy's edge and you've read some more books and like i even looked through this art book the one that uh amy ratcliffe wrote the art of the galaxy's edge um mm-hmm. there's some like really beautiful designs and like to see beyond the outpost you know and like in theory the communities that these people live in like where you know where i was always oh they went out to the cenote they went out to the ruins and like you get a little bit of that with uh you know the the resistance base and all that kind of stuff but there's so much more to galaxy's edge and then like the community of the people that live there like you know like you go to galaxy's edge in real life and you buy the Sokka's kettle popped corn or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and you don't think of it but over here like in the book they're like oh like he actually grows his own grains he's got a whole farm a lot of the people in the community they all work there so like we all depend this is like an industry that it's all locally sourced (laughs) that we all depend on i'm like it's pretty rad Y'all organic or I, (laughs) you know, and like part of the story revolves around like this, you know, like they mention it a few, oh, well, cat soccer will never sell. Like they, the big industry keeps trying to come and take over her farm, but like, she just wants to run it her own way. And like, she's just going to sell it here and do her own thing. And then when Izzy's crew is there, it's because they're there to like sabotage and burn down the farm so that she'll have to sell. And then the corporations will own it. It's like a very... Like there's a very the like real life corporate takeover aspect to the story where the community mm-hmm. like rises up to protect each other and their like local interests, which is like their jobs and stuff on the line. Mm-hmm. Their know? jobs are just, you know, way of life. Yeah. And it's like kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, I don't know. Izzy. I, I really like both of the characters, Izzy and Jules. Yes. Izzy is kind of... I don't of, get how Jules has so much patience. Like, I'm more like Izzy, where she, like, can't trust no one, doesn't want to trust no one. What? She, like, no. triple overthinks oh my everything. What is a shock and, shock and awe? What happened? Shock. I'm so surprised. <laughs> oh, no. But, her character is mistrustful and, and Lizzie like, connects to her. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Jules is like, no, why can't you trust me? Like, it's cool, bro. I'm like, like, how? I like when they make it personal and they make it about food. She's like, so if you got poisoned, cookies thing, (laughs) you would just come back the next day and eat. And he was like, first of all, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you imply that? Second of all, that would never happen. And third of all, yes, the chicken is too good. (laughs) I'm sorry, tip you. Um, oh man, yeah. I could go for some tippet. Like, hmm. I think that's I the reason that the... I gave into buying an air fryer. I like the, um, what is it? The shock roast? No, well, that, I do like making that. Um, but the, like, the vegetarian spread. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. But, like, the one that you make, like, not the one there. Oh. <laughs> like, the one there is fine, but, like, the one that you make when you make the. Like, it's almost like you make the non on our own. 
It's like the called. chickpea, like kind of crackers. Almost. Yeah. And it's like difficult to make, but it's really good. And it's like with the little like tomato, cucumber, something salad. I think the only reason it was difficult was because it needed egg white. But we were trying to make it for Zoe at the time. Mm-hmm. And Zoe uh, can't have egg white. Mm-hmm. But also it needs to be like, what's it called? No, but you've made that multiple Ground times. Or... Oh. From the Galaxy's Edge cookbook. I guess because it, it needs to be, like, um, blended. And we only have, like, the tiny ninja one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, I'm just saying, like, taste-wise, that is always... And I think it's also difficult because you make, like, three different things. Like, you do the chickpea oh, yeah. things, and then you fry those. And then you, like, cut up the salad, and then you have to bake the naan. Like, there's a whole, like, bunch of stuff that goes into, like, that dish. Mm-hmm. But once you put it all together, it is delicious, and it is, like... It's pretty, like, it doesn't fill you up, but, like, it's still, like, really good. Yeah. It it is definitely one of the things that you make from that cookbook that I really enjoy. We've done it a couple of times, but, yeah. Or, like, uh, what I like to make is, like, the the shack roast. Um, I used to take it when I would go to Disney all the time, Mm -hmm. um, because it's literally just pasta, and like <laughs> meat and veggies. It's right. really good. Nice. What else? What else yeah, from there? That's um, good stuff. Um, I don't really like the Ronto wraps in that one. I like both of them, but I think I like the like at Batu Ronto wraps better than the cookbook run. The cookbook Ronto wraps are very like like a like a tomato pasty kind of like. Yeah. Doesn't mom like the? Those yeah, she ones? likes the book better. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer like the like actual yeah ones the actual with, like, like sausages stuff, or whatever yeah. yeah okay back to the book <laughs> uh, yes docking bay seven awesome um so like at like through the book she's sort of um she's back there and she doesn't really like but uh yeah she doesn't really like it's not like remember but it's like she's you know she was like a teeny little she was a uh, five years old or whatever when she left. You know, so she's like seeing all these things with new eyes and like, oh, my mom always talked about Doc Ondars, but we never actually went to Doc Ondars, you know. Mm -hmm. And then like in the background, all the First Order stuff is happening. Like the First Order is there and like, you know, we who have read Delilah Dawson's Black Spire know what's happening um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, but like the little things that are like the ripples that these are making on the community it's like a little more like you're closer to it in here where they go to Doc on Dars and the kid is like, Hey, I'm watching the shop. Cause like two hey, people didn't I'm show up for work. Hey, here. I'm watching. Hey, I'm seven <laughs> years old. I'm watching the shop over here. Uh, and he's like, uh, Oh, like Doc has some work for you. Two of the people didn't show up and you find out later that they're like recruited into the first order, you know, cause the first order is like recruiting people. You know, and so it's like taking these kids that don't have prospects or jobs or like, you know, Mm -hmm. that maybe feel like jewels, like they're stuck here. And like, in a weird way, taking advantage of them or like bringing them into the fold and like getting them out of their community and also turning them against their community because they're like protesting in the streets at one point. There's like a riot and these kids are sort of some of those kids are like at the center of it, like, uh, you know, riling people up for the first order or whatever. You know? Yeah. And it's, like, interesting to see how, like, disruptive 
how like the first order is coming in and like really trying to disrupt these communities and take these people out of them. And it's like hurting people on all sides, but also how these people who don't really have, it's like a very small, you know, like they're not exactly a, I don't know what the, I don't want to say like, it's not like they don't have the ability to do anything, but they're just like, you know, it's like the, the idea is that they're all kind of farmers and it's a very rural type living that they live here. It's not like they're removed from the galaxy either, but they have like, a little bit of an insular community. A lot of travelers come through. But, I don't know. It was something that I saw a lot. Really nicely in um, Black Spire Mm -hmm. because, like, Vi is, like, trying to recruit people for the resistance and stuff, but they don't care. The people, it's not like the people don't care, but they they don't care in a way that they're like, well, the First Order is paying money. I don't see the resistance paying us money. I don't see the New Republic paying us money for this. Mm-hmm. Um, what New Republic? Huh? Oh, yeah. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Um, but and I thought it was interesting because I I went to Galaxy's Edge and I was with Vimara, like I was with the Vimarati that was there at the mm-hmm. time, and she asked them like, "Hey, you want to join the resistance?" To like some of the um, Batuans that were there, and they were they said the same thing. They pretty much stuck with like that book where they were like. Well, like one of them was like, well, the Empire's paying me money for like my farm, so should be mm-hmm. fine. I'll have a bunch of credit. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like, well, we sh- the the Empire's like or the Empire the First Order is really strong. Like I don't know if I want to like do anything about it. There's not really much I can do. So right, right. I always thought that was kind of cool. I also just like that in, in Galaxy's Edge, they kind of like they stick with the books and stuff. I don't know if they make them read it or something. Um, well, I think more of the idea is like I I, I think it kind of goes the other way. Like I think the idea of whatever the like general story of Galaxy's Edge, I think they like they give those people at the park that kind of story. They give the people who's writing the books these. You know what I mean? Like so it all kind of fits together. Well, I I mostly mean for like Vimarati. Because I remember right, asking right. her about Cardinal. Yeah. She was like, how'd you know about Cardinal? And I was like, ah. Well, see, I think that's a little more like, I like, it's like for her, I think she would know. You know what I mean? Like they would be like, yeah. well, you have extra homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas like your regular Batuan citizen, they might be like, somebody asked me about a red guy. That's ah, fine. <laughs> you don't know yeah. him. <laughs> Not canon. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. You don't it. know him. You're good. Don't worry about him. Um. What, what okay? What do you think about Izal and her like old crew? Um, Damar. Like, what do you think about Damar, Izzy, Lizzie? Her, her boyfriend, her ex. Ex. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, so when I first read this, this was like twenty twenty, I think, um, because it was COVID, so I was like, oh, I might as well just read this. Mm-hmm. Look, a um, book. <laughs> I heard this so, can take me to far off worlds. Yeah, I had like my first boyfriend at the time, and I still connected with the character and stuff and all that. And then now I'm reading it like with and thinking about like my first ex, and I'm like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like especially when she they like she's with these people, and she talks about how like even though she was with this guy, he didn't know anything about or like. She, like, confided in him and trusted him and this and that. And then, you know, really easily he just dropped her. Like, mm-hmm. that's 
horrible that's so and then on her birthday and they all knew like mm -hmm. of course they all knew it was her birthday because she'd been with this crew for so long so for her to just immediately get dumped so fast like i don't even remember what the reason was that they told her they were dumping her like the whole crew mm -hmm. um but that just is probably that's just i don't know i felt sick <laughs> and i felt so sad for her um, and I hate, I hate the ex. Don't like him. Very horrible. And then it's, it's like, uh, what's it called? Like, it's, it's weird because later on on Batu, when she meets the crew again, she bumps into him mm -hmm. and she like does this thing where she wants to, you know, protect Jules and says, well, he's just like, Jules is just a farm boy. I don't care about him to the ex. And then like Jules finds out later. Right. And then like, it's sad, but also he like trusts her. How? How do people trust so easily? But I mean, like what's the, Crazy. you know, he's just, yeah. Like I, I, the, like the ex in particular is like the, you know, but it, like, it's, it's very like narcissistic and very yes. like, Oh, like he always was doing his hair and da, 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 da. And this jacket that she bought him that he was just letting the other girl wear. Like, there's a bunch of these little things throughout. But, um, you know, like the fact that oh, he doesn't even know how to use a blaster. Or like, da -da -da, like he's like a pretender mm -hmm. in this weird way. And then I just like how like later, you know, like later in the story, they like kidnap Jules. And he's like, you know, the speeder dies. And he's like, yeah, you got to like hit it. And they're like, this guy never hit anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, he's just like, eh. That was not working. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just like imagine it. And I it's, like the like, really description of the differences between Jules and this guy. Because like, like you said, he's supposed to be like very like, you know, full of himself and like never worked a day mm -hmm. in his life. And then Jules is like the complete opposite where he's right. literally like a farm boy. Mm -hmm. And then like is so like caring and stuff. So that's it's. It's a good change for Izzy. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like the idea, like it's so funny. The idea is that he's not like worldly, right? Like Jules mm -hmm. has never been off the planet. And so like they're all making fun of him because he's like a farm boy. But he's like, he knows how to fix things. He knows what to do. He knows who to reach out to. He's like strong and like buff or whatever. Yeah. He's described I... as like super buff and hot a few times yeah, in this I was book, say, I'm pretty for sure. For some reason when I first read it, I didn't. Like, it didn't comprehend in my mind that he was, like, buff and tall and stuff. Yeah. And then I was reading it, like, recently, and I was like, why? <laughs> mm -hmm. This is so weird. Like, I never, I don't remember him being buff and tall and, right. like, you know. Like, immediately he's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, like, punches him in the face, and then she's like, Jules, is that you? Oh, my God. You're all grown <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I okay. The very beginning of the book, when they're like little kids, is very like cute, but also like very heartbreaking. I I remember like reading it and like I, I when I first read the book, like I know it's about that these people find each other or whatever. Like it's kind of sold as this like Galaxy's Edge romance book, right? Mm -hmm. So the very beginning where they're like little kids and they're having like some sort of little adventure and they're going off and they're like dreaming like well, we're gonna be a pilot and i'm gonna be the captain and the princess and da, 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 and we're gonna fly and we're gonna go anywhere we want to go and then like she wakes up in the night 
while they're like taking her to the ship and she's like what's happening oh we gotta leave we have to go you know and like eventually we find out uh through ogagara that her mom was a bounty hunter and like she failed like the last job she was like the best and like that's why she was there but she like failed on a job but ogagara was like okay like you can survive. You, I'm not going to kill you, but you have to leave now. And like that's why they had to leave because of her mother. And she was like, got a lot of anger in her mother for the choices that she made. Like, why would she do that? And why would she put us in danger like with that kind of lifestyle? And she didn't even care about mm-hmm. us. But like her mother was doing the best she could. And then even like I think Jewel says at one point, he's like, my dad was a farmer and he died, too. Like, it's not, you know, there you can't help everything. You can't prevent everything, no matter what kind of life you choose. Like there's always that danger. And like, cause his father died, you know, his mother got sick or something when there was like a virus that swept through and killed a lot of people. And then his, he only had his father and his father dies. Like there are, there are fires. Um, and his father goes in to help somebody and you know what I mean? So he loses his father at a like mid age. Yeah, I was going to say not young. Yeah, he's yeah. not like a baby, but he's like very young. You know, it's like him and his sister at a certain point. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I like had something and then I lost it after I like literally spoke one word. I just, yeah, I, I'd like the idea of like these people with their families and like they sort of have like he's got his sister. Oh, yes. The mom. The mom. Go ahead. Why? I mean, okay, but she's a bounty hunter, so why have a family when you know that your work is dangerous? Like, That's I'm kind how she of provided for her Izzy. family. No, but why have a family in general? Because it seems like she was a bounty hunter before then. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she fell in love with her father and... But then continued. Yeah. That That's... Yeah, that's what I'm not getting. That's where I'm kind of yeah. like on board with Izzy. I'm I mean, like, dude. I think like you live a life like and you, had you make a whole the best child. choices you can. <laughs> you had a whole child and she tried to provide a life for her child. You know? And she tried to teach her child the best things. And even then, like she leaves a message on the ship where she finally finds that is like, hey, I'm like not here anymore, but like make sure you like, you know, I did my best to take care of you. This is what happened. You know, uh, did my best to teach you things. Take the ship and like be who you want to be. You know, but there's like danger. I, I like the point that Jules makes is that there's danger everywhere in the galaxy. And just because that that exists, like you don't stop loving people or you don't. Right. But there's like, danger, like accidental danger. And then there's danger like you're seek, you're literally going out and seeking danger because this is your job. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. Like both of those dangers can still kill you. You know, like Jules said, he's like, my father still died. You know, like it kind of doesn't make a difference. You just live the best life you can with what you have. You know, but she could have like easily just not. Okay, it's okay. What happened? What happened? She died because she, for some reason, continued to be a bounty hunter even after she was a mom. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Kind of weird, but. That's why I'm still on. Board. I'm I'm still on board with with Izzy. I'm still mm-hmm. like, why would you do that? That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Well, I mean, I think Izzy understands her better when she sees the message and all that. Like, is 
Because at first it's like a big deal. She like, she doesn't know this. She just like learns from Ogagera and then finally is like, so that's why I had to like, we move. That's why we could never stay in one place for so long. That's why we always had to move. That's why we never had friends. That's why this and this and that, you know. And then she's like, and everybody knew except me. You know. But then I wonder why she of... would keep that from her. Like as a little little baby, yes, I get that. But as they grew old, as she grew older, mm-hmm. why not tell her? I mean, I wonder when she died, or I don't know. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's like, another thing. We don't really know. Like that's not that's not set in stone. That she just says that she's she's gone. So we don't know exactly when that happened, how old she was, but that she did leave her everything. She left her that, which is like the ship, the ship, and everything. You know. So, because like that, some point, like the ship became their home because they never stayed anywhere else other than Batu. You know, Batu was like the longest place that they had stayed. You know, I imagine like ships are kind of like those cars that we have in real life, like the what are they called, RVs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always thought about that. Yeah, for like a lot of people, there, they're like you know, the Falcon is like a home. The ghost. It's like a, it's a mobile home. Yeah. Especially for yeah. people who like travel and are, don't have homes, you know, that's their job and that's their home. Yeah. The ghost. Yep. Yeah. I always, uh, I don't know. I thought that I like, so she has like, she finds out about all that kind of stuff and she meets with Ogagera and Ogagera is kind of like, well, if you're like your mother, then I have work for you. You know, you can always come work for me. I owe, you know. I, your mother, like, always did right. So, like, I will extend that same, you know, to mm-hmm. you or whatever. Oka uh, was a little mean to her in the beginning, but yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, Oka's a, like, I kind of like the try, like, there's this balance of power in Batu that we see with all these books. Like, Ogagera kind of runs the, like, crime or, you know, like that kind of end. Yeah. Doc runs the like respectable sort of like he deals in antiquities, <laughs> but he and then Hondo is running the like smuggler kind of like other side. So you have like these are the three people who have like power in the outpost mm-hmm. and then the resistance in the first order are sort of pulling on both sides of them. You know, and in theory to disrupt or what, whatever, but it's like they can't like they threaten Doc Ondar. But there's like if they try to kill him like that'll like, you know, they won't it won't go well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he has too many. He has too much power in the thing and the other people will stop him. And like Hondo is like secretly running coaxium for the resistance on yeah. one end. Doc Andar is like trying to keep the peace in the balance. Ogagera is like also not trying to let the First Order come in. And like so you have like these people that are all trying to take over Black Spire. But also these three. You know, and then you also have like a uh, who Savi, you know, Savi and the the lightsabers. The, I'm sorry, the scrap metal scavenger <laughs> people who are like on their other side doing their own kind of thing. Like I, I like the way that they've built this sort of community and the the world of Black Spire and how it functions and how. It's a very almost like realistic community. Right. But like in it, like it's 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 harder to disrupt than people understand that are trying to come in and disrupt it. First order is like, well, we're just going to come and take these kids and, da, 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 and take over. 
and they can't really disrupt those levers of power because there are too many like checks and it's like it's not all you know if it was just one leader they would like come in and kill doc Ondar and then be like where are the leaders now or whatever but they can't do that because it's like there are so many more like factors. it's yeah there's so many more factors and it's very interesting and i like the way that it all like in all of these books and in being there i like how it all sort of functions together do you think that they have meetings with each other <sighs> maybe i like Doc Ondar is like... Maybe. Oh, he said that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I like how like Doc Ondar... Like when Black Spire came out, you were like, man, Doc Ondar has been running this thing for like centuries. He's like 200 years old. And you're like, whoa. And now I'm reading High Republic books and I'm like, oh, that's Maz Kanata. <laughs> oh, uh, like uh, <laughs> Dexter Jetster is there too. Hey, look, it's Therm Scissor Punch. You know Dexter Jester? Oh, Dex. Dex. I, don't, I don't know his full government name. Oh, yeah, Dexter Jester. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't seen that since he was prospecting beyond the Outer Rim. Yeah, uh, he's showing up in the High Republic, which is like 400 years ago. Oh, interesting. So now you're like Doc Ondar, like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> little baby Doc Ondar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cute. The life cycle of Star Wars people. Just like, eh, put Maz in there. <laughs> I like it. Uh, there's also a really good story that I just read in a recently released book called From a Certain Point of View, Return of the Jedi. And it's Dexter Jetster, like, on Coruscant after the Battle of Endor. Mm. Okay, I'm going to clap now. Um, what I was asking, I'm pretty sure, um, before I got... Yeet it off. Uh, how is Maz older than Yoda? Maz is a thousand years old, so yes, because Yoda's supposed to be 900. Hmm. So, okay, give curious. or take 50 years. Like, pretty close, but I think Maz is a little older. Okay, I'm just curious. Sure. I'm going to answer yes. Yes. <laughs> that okay, is my cool. final answer. But not by too much. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. all right. And then, uh, oh, I, I wanted to say I particularly like the little scene with um, with Jules and Izzy about like kind of when they have their Final Fantasy X moment when they're swimming. Yes, at the. Cenotaph. That's what it reminded me a lot of. Yeah, that's what I always thought of when they go swimming. If there's like a very romantic scene and they're like swimming and they're like making out in the water. And it reminds me of Final Fantasy X with Titus and Yuna. Mm-hmm. And the song. Yes. Um, And then I'm trying to think of what else happened. Like little snippets like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I love that scene, but the fact that like in the in the book it goes so bad so fast, like there's a very like because they sort of get jumped by her old crew, right? They're having this yes. like romantic time, and it's just them, and they've just like passed off the package to like what it's it's like the resistance. So it was like a whole thing, like the whole time they were running a package for the resistance, and so you know they're kind of like, well, if you ever like need you know feel like you want to help, come by or whatever. And then they go to like the cenote and they're like swimming around in their underwear and then they get jumped. And then it turns like I love like the flip, how it's like 
looks so beautiful and like they're with each other. And then all of a sudden they're like vulnerable because she's like standing there in her underwear and people are pointing blasters at him. And like they're mm-hmm. like completely vulnerable and disarmed. Also like Atlantis. I forgot that part. But yes, that does Where they happen. like go in the water to like look for clues about the crystal. Mm-hmm. They come back up and Milo realizes that his gang is like there to take the Atlantis's resources. Oh no, resources. <laughs> Rich people want things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just uh, like in this book and just like real life. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. Like, that's one of my favorite. Like, I always like that scene. And then I always like how, like, it's it's almost scary. Like, the way that it feels. Like, mm-hmm. especially, like, when you read this stuff from, like, Izzy's point of view. And she's like, she had, didn't have her blaster. And, like, they, they pull her blaster because it was just there on the floor with her pants and <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They did, like, a really good job with that scene. Um, let's see. What else we got? Uh, I like, I kind of like the end of the book. Like, basically what happens from there is, like, they capture him and then, like, to go, because they need his help to go to break into the farms and da-da-da, he's going to help them because they've been trying to recruit people all day, but nobody will go against uh, Kat Saka. Or, Mm -hmm. sorry, Kat Saka, as I have been told multiple times (laughs) that it's pronounced correctly. Um. And the farms, because like the crew, her old crew, who is now like Anatola's crew, have been hired by the company that's trying to like take over Katsuka that Katsuka will never sell to. So they like basically the job is they just want them to go destroy, burn down the farms. That way the company can just roll in and take over once the person can't fight them back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like kidnap Jules and then Jules is like, well, she doesn't care. But, like there's like a whole like double crossing kind of thing. But then it turns out they have his sister as well, that they captured her and she's like pregnant and all this stuff. And yeah, it's fine. Yeah, she's it's mean. Rough. She was mean to Izzy. Izzy. But like, well, she, she was like to be. super real about it and was like, you get the hell out of here and you never come back and don't you ever hurt my brother. And she I was didn't like, even hurt Damn. him. Well, that's not how she sees it. She was five. Yeah, she was like, you took your five-year-old ass out of here <laughs> 15 bold. years ago, and he ain't been the same since. Yeah, so how dare you? So you either stay forever or leave right the hell now. And there's no in-between. Bull. So yeah. mean and stupid. Rough. How dare you come back here with your how fancy dare. jacket and your bounty hunting family? That you didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I especially don't like it that, like, she greeted her so nicely, you know? Oh, she wasn't like going to make a she, scene. Huh? She wasn't going to make a scene. Right. But, like, still, like, how, like, fake, <laughs> jerk. Mm-hmm. How dare you? <laughs> it's like, I think Axel just showed me a stupid, like, TikTok that is, like, so many fake, stupid people here. Hi. Hey. That stupid fake people. <laughs> but yeah, it was very much that. I really like that scene because it puts so much pressure on Izzy, who like doesn't want any pressure anyway. And then, and she was already stressing about stuff like yeah, that anyway. 
but it's like decide what you want kid yeah to hell with other people but it's been a day it hasn't even been a full day yeah this is evening <laughs> Give her a break so then they go for their sexy swim they get kidnapped and then mm-hmm. they want to go burn down the things and they have like bombs set over but what happens is izzy is kidnapped by the person that she shot stunned earlier in the day and she's like, look, I know, like, but we have to protect him. And like, this is what I'm really sorry that I stunned you. But like, I had to get this thing back. It was for this and this and that. Look, they're lying to you. They're bad people. They lied to me, too. We have to help Jules. Mm-hmm. And all the people care about him so much. Like, they go and they they find his friends. <laughs> like, these people that are like, hey, you're going to come check out our show tonight? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. all day? <laughs> like, and it, they're like, okay, well, who would know? Well, let's go by that guy. Okay, let's go. And like they collect like all of his friends and then they steal a ship, which turns out it was the ship that he bought earlier in the day because he was like, I'm going to get off this planet and make something mm-hmm. of myself. Mm-hmm. So like he's like, oh, you stole my ship. But they like they go help him. And it's like it's Izzy and all the friends that she's met that he's like grown up with and like that that are there fighting for him and fighting to protect the farm. And they like beat the crew and they reclaim the farm and they save the farm and it's like it's like i, I don't know like I, I just the way that I, like after reading it so many times i really like that it the story is really about how the community comes together to help this kid who's always there for them when they need it mm-hmm. you know um yeah and she really gets to see that that like he's so good and he's so kind to all these people that like when he's in trouble like nobody like and it keeps going back to that line. Like early in the book, the guy who gives her the job, he's like, nobody knows your name. Izzy Garcia. Nobody, no, no one in the galaxy knows your name. So you can do this. And she's like, she goes back and forth with it. She's like, okay, well, nobody knows. Cause I've never done anything. I've never proved myself. I've never like, I'm nothing. And then she also goes to like, well, nobody knows who I am. So I can just do whatever I want. I can, I'm like free. So I can just disappear. You know, except for this one kid. This this is the only kid who everywhere I go, like, I disappeared and he still remembered my name. And then mm-hmm. it, it sort of like, like seeing the community come out for him in that way really mm-hmm. flips that script on like everybody knows him. Everybody cares about it. Everybody will do what they can if they can to help him. Like, this is what it is to be somebody and to help people and to like care and to mm-hmm. trust. And like, Nobody knows your name, but you make your name like even if it's just something like, you know, because she's like, he's never been off this planet. But all these people like will fight for him, you know, Mm -hmm. and he stands up for them, too. And I just thought it was a really beautiful like it's a very thematic way that they like turn around and change the meaning of that throughout the whole story. It's a writer. Excellent author. Chef's kiss. (laughs) I love it. Uh, But I don't know. It's just it's a really good book. It's a really cute like romantic story in star wars where we don't get a lot of them um this lost stars princess and the scoundrel and i wouldn't count most wanted but i guess you could um but like it's it's a solid story and it's really beautiful in the way that it paints these things and like how we look at the people around us and how we build those communities and how we like fight for what's important and it's like it doesn't have to be these galactic scale that people you know like i said i hate turning things into a wiki article like this is about these two people and like what they want out of life and what they're willing to do for each other and for themselves and like how they go about that and how they learn from each other it's it's really cute and it's really 
It's it's I like it. This was one of my favorite books. Yeah. I I like when they're racing each other at the end, like in mm-hmm. their own ships and stuff. <laughs> in his un, his recaptured stolen ship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that was really cute, especially because like they like she's still like an independent person. Yeah. Even if she's going to start dating, you know, jewels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if she wants to be a part of community, like she's still her own person. And I, I don't know. It was probably just because they wanted to race and stuff. But mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. It's just like that she's in her own little area and he's in his own little area. His own ship. Her own yeah. ship. Yeah. And um, I like their interactions together, especially because now they are like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's cute. Um, and when I was reading it again, it reminded it just reminded me of Is Cat and Tualin, uh, and I got sad. Yeah, and see, like the thing about this is that like they're free. <sighs> like Iscat never got to be free. Like, you know what I mean? Like Iscat didn't get yeah. that. Like this character, these characters, they're able to find their own future and their own life. Like in theory, right? I always like to imagine, like, what do you think? I think they're there at the end of Rise of Skywalker. I always imagine that, um, like, that's. I mean, yeah, where they I mean, they go. joined, so. Yeah. They, sh- they should. They you wanted know? to, like, help Unless people. Unless they died, then, yeah. Right. But that's, like, my imagined, like, where I have thought that their story went was, like, I imagine that they're there, too. I um, imagine, honestly, if that were to happen, that, like, maybe Izzy, like, was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But Jules, like, convinced her to keep going and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it goes back to the same thing. Like, one of the things that I like from Rise of Skywalker is, like, all those ships show up. And then they're like, where did they get this army or whatever? Like, the line is like, they're just, it's not an army. They're just people. People, sir. Like, it's just these, like, you push people hard enough and that's, they're just it's only the people that are there to fight for themselves, fight for each other and fight for like their own freedom. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's a thing that star Wars does like thematically very well. And I just like, that's, that's a, like, I do enjoy that. And I do imagine that they, they are the kind of people who would like stand up when they're needed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great book. Love it. Zoraida Cordova, excellent Need more cookies. Need more cookie references. Highly recommend. (laughs) Um, What else? I don't know. I mean, the Galaxy's Edge thing, I just, I love, I love Batuu so much. I really would like to see it in something like, I don't know. Like, it's it's shown up in so many books and so many comics. Do you think it'll ever show up in any struck content? (laughs) I need a sneeze. Hold on. Salud. Uh, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I can't really think of when they would like come up, unless maybe there was like right. a show that they did about the two. And... Well, I mean, like in theory, it could show up. Like, any, imagine all the mil- you know every like episode of the Mandalorian. He's just out there like shooting somebody on a random planet. Just yeah. what if it was Batu? You know, like there's a whole mm-hmm. like the first issue of like Bounty Hunters. It's just Valance smoking some fools on Batu. <laughs> like he leaves, but like the first issue, I'm like, oh, I know where that is. Bam! He hits somebody with a robot hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, boy. Get him, Valance. Get his ass. Uh, 
Anyway. Is that the one that's like half cyborg? Yeah. That I, I don't think, like? I think you would like the comics if you read them. I don't like him. I, I don't. I think you He's think. Dumb. I think you think you know what he is. And I don't think you know who he is. Well, he was so obsessed with like Han Solo. Yeah, I think and you like, need to like read his comics, not just. I the don't ones like that his personality. Him. I think yeah, he's a little emo. Como trocho, like mom says. No, he's well. Okay, he does throw <laughs> his hands around a lot, but like I like his character, and he's very like he's very emo and stupid sometimes. But he's also <laughs> dude. Like okay, uh, like let's just put it this way. Ethan Sachs, the author of the Bounty Hunters comics, which, by the way, f- issue number 42 is going to be the final issue of Bounty Hunters. So sadly, Valance's story and Bounty Hunters is coming to an end in, a, what, three more months? Well, he won't just show up on anything else? He or? might. I hope. I mean, I hope he lives. I'm worried about him. The only- <laughs> Ethan oh. is not nice to his character. He's been through a lot. Uh, you think he yeah. just wears half a face for fun? Um, so like his, his series is coming to an end. Um, but like he talked about how the, like, ins- or basically they said, Hey, we want you to write this story. It's going to be about a bounty hunter. His name is Valance. He's like a cyborg guy. Da, 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 da. You know, can mm-hmm. you tell the story? He's like Terminator. And Ethan was like, well, that's not that interesting to me. But like the story is that he, you know, he was like an imperial soldier. He was like blown up, and he was turned into a cyborg, you know, uh, because of all the injuries they had faced. And he was like, "What if I tell a story about a disabled war vet who's half cyborg with extreme PTSD?" And they were like, "And he looks like the Terminator." Yeah. Uh, great. Go ahead. <laughs> And then eventually he tells the story about that. But it's not just about him. It's about this whole crew of people that I have come to know and love. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I, I like, And once again, this is another uh, series full of representation that I think you would really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good story girl. of this guy who I think he's a really great character. I think he's a really layered character. And I also think he's a very sad character. Uh, and I, I like it a lot. And I'm very sad that his series is ending. I hope there's a future for him to be told. And I hope he does not get killed at the end of the series, which is a very real thing. I think I have thought he has been dead three times, <laughs> at least, in these 40 issues. Um, but things are getting really rough for droids, especially cyborgs out there right now. Uh, shout out to the Scourge and Dark Droids that's happening right now. Hmm. But yeah. Anything else to say on the crash of fate? Um, I mean, not that I. I mean, I, it was a really good book, and um, it's very like, like it, it's to me, it's refreshing, because it's not that much of a heavy book, mm-hmm. and she, it's like. Like I said before, it's not very uh, connected to, like, the main plot of, like, Star Wars in general, like, with the mm-hmm. movies and stuff until, like, the very end. So, which is the kind of books and kind of stories that I like, just removed from, you know, uh, everything 
that's mm-hmm. related to the Skywalker and like Empire and stuff or First Order. Okay. So um, that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if people like stuff like that, then they should, they should do it, you know? Fair. All right. You heard her. Go do it. Go read this book. Um, and like I said, if you like this book, if you like that, I would even say that uh, Convergence has a little bit, has some romantic themes in it as well. Um, it's a High Republic book. And in the, it's a very unlikely, you know, Axel Greylark, you know, this pampered rich kid of a chancellor is like put together with Gela Natai, who is a very, you know, uh, orderly Jedi and like, oh no, what if they romance? Uh, you know, so go check out Convergence. Not to mention that uh, it also has a lot to do with the Irem and Erino War, two worlds that are locked in warfare. And the only way they think that they might be able to solve the problem is if the two heirs get married. So there's like a, a lot of romance in that book. But mm-hmm. it's very cute romance and it's very good. And like Convergence specifically, like Axel and Gela, like that very like, you know, the unlikely romance of like, but you're a Jedi, but you're just like a jerk guy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just a jerk rich kid. Um, I don't know. Like uh, it's it's really, really well done. And it's mm-hmm. very... It's a good book. Um, yeah. And of course, it's continued in Cataclysm, uh, which has a lot more of Axel Greylark's story by Lydia Kang. Um, yeah. Good times. Thank you, Zoraida, for all the good times. And I can't wait yes. to see what you do next. Thank uh, you to all of the authors that are very, very good at what they do. Yes. Uh, I was going to say draw <laughs> what they write. Thank you, authors, for pictures that you draw. <laughs> <laughs> make fun of me why uh, for that's the my books, job for the books that i have specifically read too because mm-hmm. i haven't read all of them that's fair are there any that you're interested in like you just did mm. rise of the red blade that's the newest thing into you've the read, dark right? i'm still interested in um what else uh Who like, what is something that you think you would like that if, or like, what is something that like maybe I could recommend? Um, I mean, I, again, like I said, I like when it's not about, like, right, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, don't war. read *Heir to the Jedi*. You're like, there's not that many books about Luke, and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> don't read *Princess and the Scoundrel*. Although I think you might like *Princess*. *Princess and the Scoundrel* is a very good book, but it is about Han and Leia. Mm. but like i don't know like what are you like what are the things that, like you like these dark stories about these evil people which is like all the delilah dawson books kind of <laughs> um i think you would really like ronin i think i would like ronin too and it's also like in this whole other world that there's not a skywalker to be seen mm. um i like ronin um I think, you, think just yeah. I don't know because I don't know what's out there for Star yeah. Wars. Like I don't like Jedi, Sith are okay, but like I don't particularly like them either. I um, mean, High Republic is like mostly Jedi centric, but there are so but it's so different, and there are so many more. Like the one that you have into the dark, like mm-hmm. there's Jedi there, but it's also like 
there's like a crew and there's like the, you know, there's like a whole lot more going on there. Um, yeah. But I think like the High Republic comics, you would like a lot more than the High Republic books. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Jedi ones. Like the main line of phase one is about the main character is a girl named Keeve Trennis and her master is Skier and he's like a Trandoshan Jedi. And then hmm. she's like a Padawan, right? And so like the whole thing is like they end then eventually like the Nile attack and the Dringer and like everything that they go through. Um, I don't know. It's a excellent book or excellent comic series run done by Kevin Scott. And it's like unbelievably great and like also heartbreaking. Like I think hmm. there's some good Star Wars stuff that you can get like that hits that line that connects yeah. to you. And then they like, and we're going to hurt you. Oh. <laughs> and like, that's the stuff that really like connects. And that's how you know it's working. I don't mind getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It's just not, maybe not like the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's like when it's well done, it's like, it's really it like, it works extremely well. I don't know. I think, I also think you might like guardians of the wills. Like it's just mm-hmm. about Chirrut and Baze. And they are like, wonderful and then saw Guerrero shows up <laughs> and like i like the idea of these people who have nothing left on Jeddah, and then like everything's happening like i don't know there, there's a lot of stuff out there that i i really really enjoy um i just read all of the star wars insider short fictions tales from enlightenment mm-hmm. uh, in phase two of high republic there's a bar on Jeddah called enlightenment and like everybody's welcome there and they're like it features in a few of the comics and books and then like in the short stories it's like people that walk into the bar and they tell their stories so like the framing is like it's this bar where everybody's welcome so like every little short fiction is a guy walks in the bar and is like well one time i was on this planet that was crazy and then he tells his little story and you're like oh that's pretty rad Uh, but then it starts connecting with what's happening in the comics and the books and then you're like, oh, my goodness. And then it, like, breaks your heart, too. Hmm. Good times. Anyway, High Republic. Mm. Anything else with Night Sisters? Uh, only that one short story. <laughs> Dang. Unless you count the Zoraida Cordova short story in the same book that's about Asajj Ventress. Any not short stories? Uh, ooh, Jedi Battle Scars? Any, like, horror, maybe? Jedi Battle Scars, maybe? Okay. That actually kind of works. It's Marin, the Night Sister, from the Jedi video games. Hmm. Um, she's kind of the main character of the book. She's a Night Sister, so there's horror. Uh, and it's also really good. And then if you want horror, I would suggest I just read, they just released this. It's called Tales from the Death Star. And mm-hmm. it's like. They, it's Kevin Scott does one every Halloween. First, it was like Tales from Vader's Castle, then Ghosts of Vader's Castle, and then Return to Vader's Castle, and then Tales of jo- Tales from the Rancor Pit, and then this year was Tales from the Death Star. And it's like the framing is set like in the uh, at the on what's the planet called Kefbir from Rise of Skywalker where the Death Stars crashed, you know, mm-hmm. with Janan and all them. And they're like, they're telling stories about the Death Star and all this stuff. But it's like pretty good. And it's like a little short horror comic book Mm -hmm. with like a few stories in it. Good times. Mm. I just read it. It was good. (laughs) 
I highly recommend it for spooky season. Spooky, spooky. Well, it's not spooky season anymore. Apparently, it's Christmas yeah. time. Okay, well, read it real fast and then go on to Christmas. <laughs> then go on to your life day stories. Fair. All right. Anything else? Mm, what about when they... Re- didn't they, like, release... Accidentally release all the animals? I just remembered that. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it crashed her feet, right? Uh, oh, like she let out the what was it like the fear knocks? Yeah, or and then a, a she made knock? a bird friend. Yeah, the bird followed her though. Forgot the name was, of the bird. I just thought about that. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, the creature stall guy was mad. Yeah. But it was Jules's friend, so he was like, "All right, it's cool. <laughs> it's fine." <laughs> Oh, good, I guess. Yeah. Definitely didn't lose a bunch of money from this. Good times. They they, they found him. He got he got the fear knock back. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, look forward to our next uh, episode where we will be talking about something that has to do with Star Wars <laughs> and is probably something in print or a comic. Yeah. All right. Good times. Peace out. Make sure you're following hey. us. Make sure you like us. Make sure you're sharing us with your friends. Let us Support be friends with your friends. Support the authors. Support the authors. Go buy Zerata Cordova's books. All of them. Come on. Do it. Do it now. Say we. We should. We should.